Momentum, helping men succeed in life. It's great to have you here for uh, Momentum, uh, Tim and Des with you and joined in uh, the studio by a very special guest, a guy that you've probably actually heard of at some stage over the years. He's been around for a little while and done a whole bunch of stuff. Previously served as youth pastor at Coffs Baptist Church, Coffs C3 Church, senior pastor at New Hope Brisbane since 2006. He's also had a weekly radio show called History Makers. That plays over 730 radio stations around Australia. He's released a couple of books and TV bits and bobs and DVDs and all sorts. He currently also hosts weekends on Vision Radio across Australia. And I'm exhausted just listening to your uh, your bio, Matt Prater. It is good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, boys. No, it's really good to see you here. It's uh, fantastic. I mean, you've done a whole bunch of stuff and you've got a whole bunch of experience, but we want to talk today specifically about a parenting experience for you because um, it's not been a, a normal, I suppose, or a straight run-of-the-mill experience for you. You're on a second marriage, and so there's all sorts of stuff that we're going to talk about regarding that. So let's let's start off with you being a, a new dad. How old were you when you became a dad? Okay, so I was just a young whippersnipper. I was uh, about uh, 21 when my first daughter was born. Mm. And I was living in beautiful Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. And I was uh, working as a youth pastor at a church. I was doing Bible college. And uh, all of a sudden, we got the news that uh, there's little Lydia came along. Mm. Uh, Lydia's 22 now, so that's uh, showing my age there. (laughs) Um, And we were in an interesting place where... You know, we were so young, we really had no idea what we were doing, you know, and uh, and Lydia had uh, a very active nightlife for okay. the first three years. Oh, three years, right. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm a light sleeper. Right. So, I spent the first three years of being a dad up in the night uh, trying to get her back to sleep. Right. And, uh, you know, give her the bottle and change the nappy and, you know, sing and patter and, you know, do whatever. And so, you know, being sleep deprived for the first three years of being a dad mm. was a difficult start. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, our uh, we were married for five years, my first wife and I, and it was a, a rocky marriage, you know, and I've been quite public and open about the uh, the struggles we went through. But, you know what, we, uh, we loved Lydia with all of our heart mm. and and gave it our best shot, mm. yeah. but you know what? Sometimes things don't work out, and you know that was uh, uh, a tough uh, end to our marriage after the five years. And so then I ended up being in a place where every second weekend I would mm. see my daughter, mm. which after you know four, four years or so was a, a difficult time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to then only be a part time dad and. It was just a juggle, you know, just a struggle because I loved my daughter so much. I wanted to be with her, but of course, because the marriage failed, I just yeah. couldn't, you know. Uh, so I, I found that uh, I then, you know, started to lose my identity as a father because I wasn't there all the time. Or mm. I couldn't do all the things I was doing in the past, and uh, it really tested my faith in that time, to be honest. Okay, mm. so I, I suppose tell us a bit more about that and the, and some of the initial struggles of being a dad for the first time. For me, being really honest, I remember about three months in, it clicked that I couldn't just walk off and go and do a gym workout whenever I wanted. <laughs> I had to now, you know, figure my workouts out around sleeps and wake-ups and whatnot. And I was like, oh, hold on, my life has changed. Mm. So tell us a bit more about that for you. Well, I guess it was a, a time, I would say it, would, it was a season of from being a boy to becoming a man, you know. Yes. Like you say, you've you really got to realise, well, I've got to man up here. I've got to, I can't walk away from this. I've got to give this my best shot, you know. And so in this in this season of uh, being sleep deprived and, and uh, you know, working out what it is to be a dad, you know, I just had to get wise about the way to do it. So, for example, I would 
you know, work during the day and, and then maybe even try and have a nap in the afternoon, you mm. know, uh, try and refresh myself to get ready for the night shift that was to come, you know. And, uh, you know, even, even things like, um, you know, spending time, quality time with your daughter was so important for me um, because I know that it's easy to put on the TV or give them a device and, and not actually play with your child. So I, I remember actively trying to read with my daughter all the time, actively obviously doing, you know, praying with her, uh, you know, spending time playing in the park with her, doing exercise with her, taking her to the beach, you know, uh, trying to be an active father. Mm. I, I remember really trying to be creative a, as a father at the time mm. uh, because, you know, you've really only got one shot at being a good parent, you know. Mm. So I decided I wanted to give it all I, all I, all I could at the time, yeah. That's really, really, really cool. I mean, so many men don't learn that lesson, mm. you know. And, and you know, I remember my father, who was a really godly man, but you know, his focus was his business, and his mm. focus was, um, you know, coming home from work and just you know, melting basically. Yeah. Yes. And one of the great regrets I have, I just wanted him to kick a football with me. Yeah. And he would never do it. So that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. But one question I have for you is, um, in terms of parenting, did you have guidelines that you held true to through that process? You know how you dealt with your children, how you know respect, whatever that looked like for you. Mm. Talk, talk, can you talk about that? Yeah, well, you know, I guess you know you you learn from your parents mm. and the way they raised you. Yeah, and mum and dad were always uh, awesome. You know, and yeah. you know my my dad uh, worked quite a bit as well as a yeah. when I was a young fella, and I remember him wrestling between should I go to Matt's cricket match or tennis match or should I go to what you know I remember you know dad having that tension you know as a yeah. kid and um, mum was always a lot more available than dad was uh, growing up just because he worked so much mm. you know but I remember going through uh, you know with with my church I was I was at Coffs Harbour Baptist Church at the time and I remember I had a couple of mentors a couple of older blokes in the church mm. that kind of took me under their wing yeah. uh, the youth pastor there I was another youth pastor I was working with and and, and the associate pastor I remember working with these guys and then just being there for me and giving me advice and I was part of a young men's group in the church at the time and I remember saying to these guys is there an instruction manual you know like <laughs> how do you how do we get on you know and uh, learning from other guys you know it's a little bit like in a marathon yeah. uh, they say a smart runner finds someone that's running a bit faster and gets in behind them right and yeah. paces themselves yeah so I remember there was a couple of guys in particular, a guy named Steve Pratt and another guy named Tim Mull. If you're, if you're listening, brothers, thanks for your help. <laughs> I remember chatting to these guys and learning from them because they were a bit further on in the journey, uh, in the parenting journey than me. And I remember just asking them questions. How do, how do I do this? And what's your, you know? Uh, so I tried to pace myself with some guys that are a bit further along the, in the journey. It's yeah. great advice. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And of course, we all need that at different stages of the journey too. Mm. Uh, you're as a, a new dad here, and then of course, when the kids go to school, then the teenagers, and then post. I mean, there's they, you know, it's always good, I think, to have mentors who walk the path before mm. you mm. that can give you some degree of wisdom and advice. And yeah, you know, I mean. It's not a one case, you know, one scenario fits all, yeah. you know, thing or, or a one answer for every every scenario. But uh, it's certainly good to have advice around you. We're, we're talking about being fathers. And I just want to stop there for a moment and say there will be guys listening right now who have no idea what we're talking about because they haven't reached that stage in life yet. And about you, but I don't know if there's ever a season that you're ready <laughs> to become a dad. But Matt... One thing that you might say to a potential dad right now or something in preparation 
for one day if and when that happens for someone listening right now who can hear the conversation went well why would I want to do that when I can be sleep deprived for the first three years that doesn't sound like fun <laughs> and this thing that what stops me doing all the things that I used to do before like yeah. hold on a second um, you know so f- for those people listening some some thoughts for them mm. well I would say that um, it is the most rewarding thing in the world uh, to have children mm. uh, you know they're all different <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they all think differently, they all act differently, they all respond differently, you know. Um, but it is actually one of the most joyful things in, in the world to hold your yeah. your own newborn baby, uh, to see them grow, to see them develop, you know. And uh, I would say it also gives you a great purpose in life too, you know, uh, to think about how you can raise your children, you know. So for guys that haven't yet uh, thought about it, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I'd say start preparing yourself now. Start yeah. listening to to radio interviews like this or start reading books on it. Mm. Start asking older blokes who have been down the journey how you can learn, you know, ask them questions, you know, start preparing yourself now mm. uh, because, you know, I, you know, they say that if you you fail to plan, you, you plan right. to fail, you right. know. So <laughs> start yeah. preparing and planning now because it is um, – it's a tough gig but it's very rewarding. If you had to pick one tip for, for, for dads or potential dads, what would that one key tip be? Yeah. What's the one thing that you'd – You'd say it beats all the rest. Yeah. So you know how I was just talking about the older guys that mentored me at the Coffs Baptist Church? I remember Tim Mole. He's, he was a business owner, a strong Christian brother. And ask, I remember asking him, to, and, and he, he gave me this advice. He said, Matt, never discipline your children while you're still really angry. Yeah. Mm. Wow. He said, calm your farm, take a chill pill. You know, yeah. <laughs> He said, go and take a 10-second breather, yeah. relax before you deal with your children. And, yeah. and I know there's people have different standards of how they yeah. discipline their children, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, but he said, never do it when you're really angry. Calm down first. And uh, that has helped me a lot. Yes. Over the, and I think, you know, when you look at domestic violence, you look at child yeah. abuse, you look at all the problems we see in our world yeah. today, it's because a lot of it is because people just have a bad temper. Mm. Yes. And, you know, the Bible's very clear about self-control being mm. a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We've got to learn to have self-control and uh, deal with people in a godly way when, yeah. we're, when we're bringing discipline, deal, dealing with our children. And so that bit of advice helped me so much back then when I was sleep-deprived, yeah. when I had kids right. throwing tantrums, when right. I was, you know. But also when kids get to teenage age, they really do challenges, don't they? Yeah. And so, you know, if, you've, if there's probably people, guys listening to this, and they'll, they'll say, oh, man, I wish I had taken that advice 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's great advice. Matt, let's talk about your separation. And let's then specifically talk about how that impacted you as a dad. And you re- alluded to it before. Mm. Obviously, then you're, you're not around your daughter all the time. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that process for you. And, mm. and Lydia was how old at that stage? So Lydia was uh, about four or five. I was about 25. So um, it's a long time ago now, but mm. trying to remember. Trying to so uh, I had moved to Brisbane and uh, was working uh, in Fortitude Valley selling websites of all places. Right. And um, my uh, wife and I had a place and uh, things just weren't working out. And I'm not going to go into the details, you know, to uh, out of respect, but things weren't working out. And so she asked me to move out. And so here I am, 25, moved to Brisbane, hardly knew anyone up here, had mm. this new job. And you know, I felt like Job in the Bible. I felt like everything had been taken away, you know. Yeah. And then the company I was working for went into receivership. 
So I've lost my job. My wife's kicked me out. It's like a country music song, you know. It was yeah. like everything was just going bad in my life. Um, and I can laugh about it now because it was so yeah. long ago. But, sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and I was just devastated. So as a dad, to be honest, I felt like I overcompensated with my daughter. Right. Whenever I'd see her every second weekend, I would just spoil her rotten. Right. You know, take her out for meals and to the movies and buy her stuff. You were the you Disneyland know? dad. Yes. Exactly right. Yep, yes. you know, and yes. it's all I knew to do at the time, you know. And I saw her more than every second weekend, but, you know, um, that was the, the rule of thumb. And I remember um, the Lord really convicting me to make sure that I honoured my ex-wife mm. uh, in, in the sense that I had to make sure I was always uh, upfront with the finances, make sure all the finance was sorted and, and there was never a cloud over, you know, what money I was giving to her for Lydia and all that, you know. Um, I, I had to make sure holidays were always sorted because that is always a big issue with uh, mm. separation and, and divorce, mm. making sure that it was very clear who who was doing what at Christmas, who was doing what for a birthday, for Father's Day, you know, all those big dates because they're times of tension for separated yeah. or divorced couples and, yeah. and yeah. their children, you know. When it came to pick up and drop off, I never wanted to be late. Mm. I wanted to make sure I was always a man mm. of my word, you know, mm. so that there was never a cloud over, oh, you're a useless ex ex father, you know, you're a useless, you know, ex husband, whatever, you know. I wanted to make sure I was full of integrity in that matter, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to jump in there for a mm. moment because what you've said there can be, I think, the toughest part yeah. about yeah. being in a separation. It's yep. those moments of miscommunication, not communicating, yep. all of that stuff that you just mentioned, doing life. Yeah. Uh, and, and, there will be guys listening that are going through that season right now yeah. with an ex-partner or whatever, and it's just not working. Now, yeah. for you, obviously, you had the ability there, whether it's Holy Spirit-inspired or not, but just, a, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And thankfully, it sounds to me like you guys had an okay relationship that you could communicate through that. Yes. There yes. will be guys listening who don't have that, yeah. who are just, they can't yeah. find that common ground and every... Yeah text message and every phone call ends up, you know, just being bad. Yeah. Uh, is there any encouragement or thoughts for guys sitting in that space right now? Well, let me be clear. I wasn't perfect with all that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I intended to make sure I was full of integrity with all those things. And, sure. you know, I'm sure if my ex-wife ever heard this, she would say, well, what about the topic? You know, so the reality is, you know, but I did have that conviction that I wanted to be honourable and particularly to show love for my daughter, hmm. that she would never be able to say, oh, yeah, my dad never yeah. turned up that time or my dad never, yeah. you know, supported me with this financial thing or my dad, you know. You know, thankfully my daughter and I now have a great relationship and we always have, you know. Um, but uh, I remember at the time just thinking, you know what, uh, you know that Bible verse that talks about being faithful in the small things. Mm. Yes. And then God will bless you in the greater things. I just that was just my conviction at the time, and so I would just challenge any any blokes going through that stuff right now. Hey, it's messy. I know <laughs> there's always going to be tension. There's always going you know whether you're getting on well with your ex or not. Um, you know, do your best. Mm. Give it give it your best shot. Uh, work at it with all your heart, and and you know don't. Don't become bitter. Don't become twisted. Don't get jealous. Don't get greedy. All that stuff, you know. Do your best and and just make sure that you're trying to be, you know, full of integrity in those areas. That's that's my advice. And like I said, I wasn't perfect, and I'm still not I'm close, but you know, <laughs> pretty close. And I'm humble too. Yeah. Yeah, very very humble. Very proud of your humility. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Now, there's nothing that will create a degree of tension in your relationship with your child when you meet another partner. And, of course, that happened for you. Mm -hmm. How old was Lydia at that stage? She was uh, 
yeah, about four or five ish. I think I'm getting I'm getting my ages mixed up here, but yeah, um, yeah. So she was just a young a young girl, and uh, I do remember uh, one of the first times that Lydia met my now wife Carol. Carol and I have been married for 17 years, uh, and uh, Carol was running the Sunday school at the Vineyard Church I was a part of, mm-hmm. and uh, Lydia came in and she ran straight up to Carol. And cuddled her. I thought, wow, that's un- she normally doesn't cuddle anyone. Right. That's interesting, you know. Yeah. Right. Lydia was just a little thing. And then, um, you know, when Carol and I had started dating, I remember, uh, you know, Lydia would be with us every second weekend, you know. And mm. and I just remember thinking, wow, this is going to be an interesting dynamic, you know. Mm. Uh, Carol... Uh, had uh, no children of her own. She uh, was. Um, she loved the Lord, and and she's great with kids. But you know, L- Lydia was my kid, mm. and all of a sudden, I've got this girlfriend who is going to be a part of this relationship. You know, and you know, Carol was so beautiful and so loving and and, and graceful towards uh, Lydia. And they became best friends. So it turned out to be a really good season. It hasn't always been perfect. You know, uh, yeah. Carol is a stepmom to her, you know, mm. and the, the, the step-parent relationship can be complicated at times. Mm. But um, Carol has been amazing to Lydia, and, and, and thankfully now they've got a beautiful relationship, yeah. So what sort of challenges would you say are in that space? Expect that it is going to be messy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Expect that there That's will be money problems, there will be holiday yeah. problems, there will be um, emotional problems yeah. between, oh, you're not my mum, you're just my stepmum, or you're right. my stepdad, you know. Um, expect that, you know. Yeah. Anyone who, who thinks it's going to be a dream, <laughs> you're, you're, you're dreaming, you know. <laughs> Tell him he's dreaming. Um, th- there is always going to be drama. And, yeah. and honestly, we've just got to give it our best shot. We've just got to try and be available, try and be understanding, try and extend grace for the emotional minefield it is with step parenting, you know? Yes. Right. So, so yeah. I would just say, give it to the Lord, give it your best shot, have grace in those relationships. Great, great advice. Mm-hmm. Matt, I think we've, uh, I mean, we've touched a lot of ground today. We've covered a lot of ground. You've given us so much insight and wisdom, and uh, you've named a few people as well, which have, of course, been significant in your journey. Mm-hmm. And if they those names don't sound familiar to you, I encourage you to check out those guys too, and you can check them out on the website. We'll put some details there. But, Matt, it's been a pleasure. I've, I feel like we can have you back and continue to chat. There's so much yeah. that you've got there that guys can get from your journey and your story. Um, but we just appreciate you being here with us for Momentum, and thanks so much for your time today, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, God bless. Good. For more information, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org.